Welcome back to Slow County Public Policy and the Law. This is your host, Stu Jenkins. We've been talking with George Sullivan about his bomb shelter. And uh, George, uh, this 12,800-foot bomb shelter, square feet, underground, uh, what's the most fun thing you've ever done there? Well, uh, if I should bring a guest or sometimes myself because I laugh at things that maybe some people wouldn't laugh at, but... Dr. Strangelove. Uh, the movie. Peter, the movie. Uh, I have a copy of that down there along with my 8-track tape deck and all the things from the 60s. But Peter Sellers is pretty hilarious in that movie, Slim Pickens. He actually rides the bomb uh, down. And uh, But when you watch that movie... You feel as though you're in the set because your surround your surroundings are what you watch on TV. It's uh, pretty yeah. hilarious. Well, it, the, the bomb shelter is very much like the the safe room that the president was in. Uh, in the the movie. general. The general. The general. Yeah. Okay, and uh, so that's uh, well. In your view, does everybody need a bomb shelter? I think if you live in the forest, you need to have something underground because. Your pictures, your papers, and documents can be, at least that can be stored underground. And if you can't get out, the best thing is to go down. Go down in case there's a and, forest fire or and, and have wildfire. A, fire, a fireproof door and close it and don't worry about it until uh, and, the flames have passed. And if the house above is burned up, well, at least you're safe and right. your records are safe. And you'll have a place to live until you put it back. Yeah. Yeah. This month of August, we're actually having two different fire chiefs come on to talk about fire safety and preparatoriness. And, of course, there are insurance companies pulling out of California uh, because of all the wildfires and the losses to homes. So it's it's a real concern. And, uh, George, thank you. Do I have 30 seconds? You do. Um, uh, I'm not uh, representing any companies, but I can tell you that I have looked up a company known as Atlas uh, Bunkers. I just just, uh, Google Atlas Bunker from any search engine, and you will get an idea of what the costs can be uh, and uh, probably realize you could build it yourself for less. But uh, when you build a house, uh, I would definitely consider putting a real basement in and and have that there before you're done. And have it engineered so it's going to carry all the weight. Mm, uh, yes. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, I, that's something you do not want to cut corners on, unless the bunker or the underground dwelling is off to the side and nobody knows about it. All right. Well, George, thank you for coming on. I, I know that a lot of our listeners are going to be interested in this subject. And remember, folks, there's nothing like having your own bomb shelter. <laughs> thank you. This is Stu Jenkins with Slow County Public Policy and the Law. Uh, Now that we've had a good talk with George Sullivan about bomb shelters, I wanted to take a few minutes to thank Andy Pease, Councilwoman San Luis Obispo, for coming on the air last week. After the show, she sent me an email that had some additional information, and I, I thought it was appropriate to let you know that she had corrected some of the things that she had said on the air, and I think that's what a good public servant does. Let me just read a little bit of this to you. Uh, We talked about uh, MTCO2E, which was an acronym in the city's climate action plan. She said she'd misnamed it as megatons of carbon dioxide, when in fact it 
was metric tons. That was what they were trying to replace with more electrical energy at the city. She also said, and I'll read this to you, for the temporary pause on clean energy requirements, in other words, banning natural gas in new development, for new construction and the potential restart of that program, they've only suspended it, folks, because the federal courts found it was illegal, and that court is now having its judgment appealed. She said, although it may be tied to the actual building permit, in other words, if somebody gets a permit, it sounds like, she says, there is still some variability to be considered on a case-by-case basis. As such, staff has developed a summary of the situation with an acknowledgement form, and she sent me a link to this acknowledgement form. The, The basic problem here is that when you're building a new house or a new business, you need reliability. Once you have a permit, you should be able to rely on the permit to build what you gotten the city to say is okay. However, when you read this form that the city staff is providing to people building new houses or new structures for their businesses, it specifically says that in the middle of the project, if somehow the decision in the federal court is reversed at the Supreme Court, well, you're just going to pay for the costs of retrofitting the building to comply with taking out the natural gas pipes that you got permitted to put in. And that's a real problem. I think uh, builders and citizens should be able to rely on the rules at the time that they start a project without facing the risk of additional cost. So this is a little bit of commentary. I want to say that Andy Pease is one of the best council members there. The fact that one may disagree with her does not prevent her from providing reasoned explanations. I think she listens to folks. So I hope everybody will go back and listen to the podcast from last week. If you're considering building a new home or a new business um, and you want to have natural gas to cook on, uh, this is a very important issue. And hopefully the decision in the California Restaurant Association versus the city of Berkeley will stand up and uh, people continue to be able to use natural gas if they choose to. It's certainly cleaner than some other forms of fossil fuel. So there you are, folks. The other thing you might want to take a look at is the San Luis Obispo Climate Action Plan. It has uh, a lot of language in there that is uh, interesting, one of which is, while ensuring that the natural gas grid is clean, safe, and reliable, the city's going to work with the gas company. Councilwoman Pease did say in her email that the city staff, when she went and checked on that, said they'd talked to folks at the Southern California Gas Company. And so far, it sounds to me like they're coordinating, but so far, I think that's just communicating. So, anyhow... Check back in with us. We're going to have surprise guests on August 12th, and you're going to want to hear those programs. You've been listening to Slow County Public Policy and the Law only on KNews 98.5. If you'd like to listen to the podcast of this or any other program, log in to knews985.com. For more information on Slow County Public Policy and the Law, visit our website knews985.com.